Growing up in the 70s and early 80s, class of 88, pop culture, music of the 80s, raising kids, climbing the corporate ladder, perimenopause, menopause, all of these topics are near and dear to today's guest, Heather Lambert. She is beginning her podcasting adventure all about the women of Gen X, their experiences growing up and what they're facing now. She's seeking to give voice to a lot of their experiences and the types of expectations that were put on them. And she's asking herself and others the question, if I'd had different tools, would I have made different choices? She's also here to help normalize starting something new and starting over in middle age or really at any time. She's talked to her daughter about this. And this is something that comes up on this podcast a lot. So if this is something that sounds interesting to you and is resonating, I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. Heather, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Liza? I am good. Thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, for, you know, meeting, we just met for the first time 10 minutes ago here yeah. on, <laughs> on this platform. Yeah, it was great um, to meet Appreciate you being in touch. Yes. And so just like so far, everyone else who's been on the So You Want to Start a Podcast mini series, that's what I'm, I'm calling it. So, so far, everyone who's been on, uh, I've met them, including you, inside of Kathy Heller's podcast boot camp. Right. Yeah. And you were like, yes, I will come on your podcast and talk about my podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, first question, because so here's part of it, too. Like there were I have several people scheduled and there were so many people that responded in that thread and then and I was emailing people and texting people that I've lost track of like all who's who so as I sit down I'm like oh yes this is who I'm talking to so have you started your podcast or have you not started your podcast I have not officially started my podcast okay yeah so I am in the midst of kind of development I would say um I have a concept that uh, that I'm working through and I've had a, you know, in addition to attending Kathy's boot camp, I've had a discussion with, um, actually a, a guy I knew from high school who is now a podcaster and produces podcasts. So I've had some discussions with him. And so, yeah, so I'm kind of like taking the steps, like, uh, you know, feeling like doing at least one day, one step up each day to kind of get there. That's Excellent. Did you join Kathy's program? I didn't. No. Okay. How about you? Did you end up joining? I did not. I did not. I felt it was, I felt like I'd kind of gotten to past where she worked with people. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I felt like I got a lot out of the boot camp, and then, uh, you know, having this, uh, this 
friend that I've had and not been in touch with, but kind of reconnected with who is a podcaster. I thought, you know, I'll start with that and see how that, that goes and how far that gets me. And yeah. and then maybe next go round, if it makes sense, would join at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Island, I love you've got someone who's like, you can go to with questions. And yeah. I think we also always forget about YouTube too. Like there's just so much that you can really just kind of hack together if you want to, you know, yes. <laughs> yes. so much information out there. There is. And sometimes it is nice to have something that's a little more prescriptive, you know, like what Kathy offered, you know, um, but I think initial kind of out of the gate, there is a lot of information. So I thought I'd try the DIY route and, See how that goes. Totally. Yeah, totally. Okay. So let's get into it. All right. <laughs> so we can go, we can, we can start at either point that you feel like starting at. So we can do, okay. here's my podcast concept and here's how I got there. Or we can start, you know, cause I find that most people who have kind of a, some idea on their heart, it relates to their journey. Yeah, or we can also start with your journey and lead into your podcast concept. Yeah, well, maybe I'll I'll start with the latter a little bit because it does, as you said, it kind of all led up to this this idea and concept that I had. But I consider myself kind of a former corporate ladder climber, and I left. Mm. Um, corporate world just over five years ago. So almost six years ago. And prior to actually doing that, I had been at least a couple years of just feeling like this is just not it. I've, you know, had a great run. I had worked with a lot of great people and a lot of great companies and projects and all that good stuff, but it was just not, um, fulfilling and I was burnt out and I went into kind of my initial leave from the corporate world feeling like, okay, this will be a sabbatical of some type um, and time frame, but it's ended up being kind of almost six years later and trying to kind of, you know, still find what that is. Um, so I've done like some consulting. So my background is in HR and I did some consulting and still do to a certain extent, um, do that work. Um, but also have kind of started a couple side hustles. I do some volunteer work, but still trying to really find that, that niche. And so with, you know, some more free time than I probably had in working in the corporate world of, been able to do a lot of reflecting and, you know, lots of conversations with my friends. Um, and, you know, because if a lot of them have been kind of in the same place or are in the same place and, you know, just what I've realized a lot of, um, of my friends in this kind of like generation X are facing a lot of the same challenges. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, is kind of where we're at from a biological standpoint going through whether it's perimenopause or menopause and really mm -hmm. kind of um, my initial like inkling was like hey it feels like we just don't talk enough about menopause and the effect on us as women and I tell the story that my my one of my bosses or managers um, years ago, she she was probably five or six years older than me. Um, she was great, and she's she was always a great storyteller as well. 
Um, and she was telling me this story about when she was going through perimenopause and she's like, I have to write everything down now. I just, you know, I can't remember anything like my memory, you know, she's telling me all these things and I'm thinking back, I'm like, how bad can that really be <laughs> in uh, the back of my mind? Right. And right? so, yeah. And I mean, I knew, and I must've been probably in my early forties and, um, you know, I knew that menopause was a real thing, but, you know, thinking like, oh, it's, you know, yeah, okay, hot flash. Oh, you can't remember things. That's, you know, blah, blah, But then, like, it's really hit me over the last mm. couple of years, and um, especially the the memory thing. And so then I was like, there's just something there about how we don't talk enough about it or really understand it enough. And um so that was kind of the initial thinking that I had. And then it just started to broaden a little bit as I um, got more into some discussions with friends and just, again, kind of reflecting on the things that we've gone through of women in our generation from growing up in the 70s, maybe early 80s, and kind of where we are now as it relates to mm -hmm. raising kids that, you know, are attached at the hip to technology and we had to get up and turn the channels on our TV. So like yeah. that, that's <laughs> one aspect of it. But I feel like also to me, some of the big things are around um, the expectations on our generation as women are so different than any other generation, even I think our kids to and in the sense that coming up through um you know after the baby boomers being raised probably mostly by baby boomers that there is this expectation that you're going to you know go off you're going to go to college you're going to have a career um you know you have you're gonna you need to be successful in that career and make money but on the other side you also need to do all these other things like have children you know raise a family uh, be yeah. married. The, so the, and so I feel like the pressures on that are a lot and, uh, and were and are a lot. And then also just the extent of the, um, messages around you can do anything like that's can be great. Like, but it also can be very overwhelming. Like with, um, yeah. my, my grandmother used to used to say to me, you know, what is, you, it's so amazing, you know, that you get to do kind of whatever you want. You have so many choices of what you can do. When I was growing up, we were either teachers, secretaries, or nurses. Those were kind of our choices. She was a teacher. Yeah. Um, so that is amazing. But then that also is a lot of like, oh my gosh, what do I do? <laughs> Overwhelming that yeah. I really yeah. want to do. So that's kind of where I found myself you know, coming from, I think, out of the corporate world. And then again, as I mentioned, kind of leading up to this concept of my podcast being the connection of um, women from Generation X and just, again, shared stories and experiences that we've had and growing up and all of the other things and getting to this point in midlife, which have very different, obviously, paths that um, people have taken. And so that's kind of where I'm at. I love it. Oh, I love it. I had, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm like right behind you. I'm, I'm right. 43 and there are like, there's like a few, been a few things in the past, like 
four months where I've been like, hmm, is this, is this perimenopause? Like, am I like entering this zone? And I had, um, so the first woman on this, sorry, when I, I'm like looking at my calendar over here, the first woman on this series, um, Sonia Tompkins, her episode just came out uh, Tuesday and she was talking about perimenopause and she was talking about how exhausted she is. And she was like, there are not enough Starbucks. Like there just yeah. aren't enough Starbucks to like yeah. get me through. And I was like, oh man, I like. I know. That's it's, how, yeah. yeah. It's, it's wild. Like, uh, you know, I was like, like I said, kind of thinking, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? And, and, you know, I still have those thoughts. Like, you know, if I was still working in the corporate world, would I really be feeling like this? Or, you know, mm. is it just because it's not as structured of a, of a, schedule that I have like so there's a lot of judgments and questions around that aspect but yeah. you know I, I do know that it is real it's just more that again I think kind of going back to those expectations of what you should be or you know kind of how um, your life should be running that that just there's those little things that always make me question is it is it me wow. <laughs> yeah yeah no I yes it's like Oh, it's so frustrating too, because you're just like, it's almost kind of like looking for like the permission to just be like, can I just be like, this is just menopause, mm -hmm. you know, or does it have to be like, do I have to suddenly become vigilant and like, no, I can't lean into that. Is it my schedule? Is it my food? Is it, it's just like, totally. it's like, and it's so you can't, it's like, you can't even just deal with menopause because you're like also yeah. dealing with like whatever shame or judgments are in there. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's interesting. I just um, ran across a couple articles around this topic as it relates to employers. So that employers have started to acknowledge that this is real and this is uh, for women and that this is something that they're facing challenges with in the workplace. So that they're looking mm -hmm. at different types of policies and being from, you know, a background in about 15 years of HR, you know, that kind of like piqued my interest, you know, so that was something yeah. that, it, um, you know, it definitely is getting some more attention. And then also kind of the benefits coverage around that and, you know, kind of how those different types of, you know, treatments and things are being covered. So it's very interesting yeah. to get more press around, you know, the employer side of it. Yeah, that is interesting. Cause I feel like, you know, there'd probably be plenty of men who eye roll at right. this, right? Like, Oh, what? <laughs> I don't get that. Whatever it is. Like it's made up. It's whatever. Yeah. Well, that so was how do you, yeah. Well, just again, kind of back to, story a little bit and I like in the back of my head always say I'm so sorry I ever thought that or judged that but a little bit of kind of my reaction to my mm -hmm. boss at the time and again she was always telling like you know animated stories so I kind of took it for a little bit of that but now again knowing mm -hmm. it's it was real <laughs> it is it's real. like having kids right like everyone tells you like all the things about kids and all and you're like whatever it's just totally. I'm just another person like I'll be fine and then you have kids and you're like oh no <laughs> right this is right. really not at all like no matter how much people tell you 
until you experience it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I think so. So is the idea, are you, t- so is the idea for the podcast um, guests, like women of Gen X? And yes. This, con- this like kind of broader conversation. I love that. Yeah. So my initial uh, season one, my idea is that, and I've already started to do some reaching out to um, former classmates. So I'm the class of 88. Mm. So this would have been, if we had one, our 35th um, class reunion. So we are not having a class reunion, but my idea is to do kind of this virtual reunion, so to speak, of having guests on from my class and uh, kind of, again, hearing their stories and what they've, um, you know, kind of what's led them up to our 35th, you know, class uh, year anniversary. Yeah. So that's that's where kind of my initial thought is to start. And um, I, had, I love that you're of- comfortable enough so I love that you're comfortable enough to contact people from high school, like that many people from high school. I would just be like, um, I don't know, it's like two of you <laughs> I could talk to. Yeah, I mean, I have like a, That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I have a couple of my dear, still dearest friends are from high school. And then a lot of, I don't know, the high school that I went to, we were a pretty small school. So you kind of got mm. to know people, um, even, you know, again, if you weren't kind of in the same kind of group or click. So, uh, yeah. And then you become, of course you become Facebook friends or Instagram friends or connections. So, um, that's true. Kind of reached out in that way. Yeah. I think that's great. I think this is like such, I feel like so many women like Gen X women would be like, yes, yes. Yes. It just feels like a massive Pandora's box of conversation, like of things to open. Yeah. That's what it feels like. The more I, as I kind of dig into it more, there's just so many things that crop up out of it. Like I, you know, my kind of um, structure was thinking was initially kind of like the, uh, you know, just more of a, a stories and then kind of like talking taboo, if you will, because there's a lot of taboo topics that, you know, yeah. that are there that I think, again, kind of would allow if we talked more about it, people to know that they're not alone in those situations. Yeah. Um, you know, because again, Give I some have taboo some... topics. Um, so like a teaser. Yeah. yeah like you know, talking about, um, different types of abuse, you know, sexual, physical, it's, um, mm-hmm. emotional, verbal. Uh, there's also the idea of like death. Like, so, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of, whether it's, you know, parents, children, husband, you know, those, those sorts of things. Um, menopause was, <laughs> was kind of the initial trigger of yeah, that the big one. one. Yeah one so those were kind yeah. of like the, the taboo topics as I kind of coined them and then it would be you know maybe yeah. some also some fun episodes like let's reminisce I mean because when you think back yes on the, 
70s and the 80s, just like, I don't know, just such a, obviously a different time. And I know every generation says about their, their younger years, so to speak. But, um, yeah. you know, I think there's just something about like being able to look back and kind of laugh and, you know, remember things like, you know, again, Friday nights watching Love Boat in Dallas or, um, you know, just yeah. the different songs and music movies Dallas. like the Club, Ferris Bueller, like those, those are just, you know, yes. I can never, I'm, my daughter wanted to watch Ferris Bueller the other night. I'm like, oh, we've seen this so many times now. I don't really want to watch it. And then she turns it on and I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm just like, well, <laughs> we, we just showed Ferris Bueller to our 13 year old, like three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my, and she loved it. Yeah. Loves it. Yes. We watched it probably at least four or five times together now. And like That's I said, so I, I was like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a big rewatcher of shows. And so she's like, let's just watch. And then here I am just laughing. And she's like, see? So yeah, like a reminisce sort of fun factor to it. And then would be to have not only guests that are kind of just, uh, I don't want to say just, but, you know, women just uh, that are, may not consider themselves any sort of, uh, you know, credentials or real experiences, but, uh, you know, I don't want to call them ordinary, but just kind of like me, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then I'd love to have, you know, guests like uh, my goal would be to have like Stacey London, who I don't know if you're familiar with, she started um, what's called the state of menopause a few years ago, come to find out. And okay. then she, that company no longer exists, but she has taken a lot of that into just um, different projects and, and work that she's doing. And so just um, that's someone who's uh, of interest to interview at some point. And, um, and actually awesome. love to talk to uh, Pam Anderson. I don't know if you watched her, um, the on Netflix, the biography. I did not. I wanted it's, to. I did not. I feel like it's so amazing. Um, you because you have this perception of her, and when you watch that, it really. I don't know. It was. It was kind of made me teary at some points because she went through a lot and as a woman. Um, you know, she, again, those are sorts of things that have shifted for us, like the way that she was treated, like in the media and, um, just the, again, kind of the perception of her, uh, the way that, you know, she would go on these talk shows and these talk show hosts would talk to her that just wouldn't probably fly now. So it's kind of interesting to kind yeah. of look back that and you know from her perspective like one of I love one of her lines in there is like she's like I thought there's more interesting stuff to talk about than my boobs <laughs> you know so it's just like yeah. you know she's sitting there getting these questions about her boobs and she's just you know again going why am I you know at least this is my take why am I being asked about this stuff you know that yeah so yeah anyway so she I think she'd be really interesting to talk to so that'd be that so would cool. be kind of like the and she's a Gen X a woman. Yeah. So, you know, those kind of having guests like that would be fun to have at some point. A hundred percent. Do you have a title? Do you have a podcast title? So I'm kind of vacillating a little bit back and forth. Like I, I've come up with, it's like FemX instead of Gen X, but Ooh. FemX. And then I can, I'm wrestling with 
like whether it's Femex sisterhood, Femex connection, Femex effect, like I'm kind of not landed totally on kind of what follows that, but I, I really kind of attached to this, the femme, you know, replacing the gen with the femme. So femex. yes, oh, I think that's great. I love that. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I like that. Thank my brain you. is like, my brain automatically starts going to names, but I'm, but I'm yeah. like, oh, uh, we don't need it to turn into like a brainstorming episode. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love, I love it as itself. Like I really just like Femex and then just like, a, you know, but I'm, you know, I do some polls, but like, I just like Femex and just like the women of Gen X get real or like, you know what I mean? Like the women of something like that, like just like a little tagline with it. Yeah. As it's funny you say that because as I was like saying it, I'm like, actually it's kind of maybe just it sounds kind of good. It's like in the sense yeah. it's easy to kind of rolls off easy. And yes. So that's yeah. Like, you do you listen that. to Femex? Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. feel like I could just hear people being like, do you listen to Femex? Do you know Femex? I could even see like t-shirts and like hats that just say like Femex, right? Yeah. For, people, for like women that are like, totally on board with all of it yeah, yeah. thank so you I yeah yeah <laughs> <Not> feedback <laughs> yes yes you're welcome maybe the wrestling um, is maybe that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's awesome um yeah I, it's really interesting too like what you said um and th- like there are several interesting things I always I always get to a point where I'm talking to guests and like five things are in my brain and I'm like, where do I want to go first? Mm-hmm. Um, I think too. So the class of 88, like, yeah. I mean, you guys really kind of experienced some, you know, like what, I mean, obviously me, the me too is still, you know, like I was pre me too and all that stuff, but I feel like 88 is probably like really pre me too like really just kind of that like hey you're female we can just kind of say what we want like make whatever jokes and then to just have it take this like turn especially from your HR perspective yeah yeah definitely it has to be interesting <laughs> it is. yeah and that goes a little bit bit back to what I was saying with this kind of realization and watching the um the Pam Anderson documentary was again, like you were what, like these, these talks, like late night talk show hosts, the way they were talking to her and the questions they were asking. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is so wrong. When you, uh, when you, you know, kind of again, look back at it and, but again, nobody thought anything of it at the time. And um, I, you know, I don't consider myself like, uber feminist but you know just even just as a woman like <laughs> looking at this going yeah how is this yeah okay how is this okay so yeah. it's it's nice to I mean obviously the you know that has subsided a bit but you know it's definitely as we see in lots of examples of things that come up and the world and the and press and I mean even just more most recently with this um, 
you know, with the the Spanish soccer, women's soccer team, you know, winning the World Cup. And then the, I think he was the GM of, or like, he's the head of the, the big associ- soccer association up there, giving the mm-hmm. uh, one of the players a big kiss when after the game and it was like very unwelcome and you know just so when you still see those sorts of things yeah um so obviously it's not eradicated and we'll take a right to get there but yeah yeah yeah. since 88 a lot more aware of it changed a lot yes I even saw like it I'll see clips randomly on Instagram and it was I believe Victoria Beckham on a late night show and she'd had her first kid and I think it was like a British late night show and the guy was like so you've lost all your baby weight and she was like yeah like I guess so and he was like you just bounce back and she's like yeah and he goes let's get a scale out pulls a scale out and yeah she was like no no (laughs) yeah are we yeah I was like bananas. it is it is it really is just, and again, somehow became, or, and again, still in some cases, I'm sure, is not accepted, but just not questioned or uh, called out. And so it, it's it's just, um, again, we've come a good way, but I wouldn't say a long way, probably a good way, but um, in kind of trying to shift that mindset and and thinking and but definitely still still ways to go I know I feel like I feel like this could lead into something else that you were talking about you know just to kind of like do do like a mini expansion on some of the topics Mm -hmm. you were talking about for your podcast um how you were kind of talking about you know your um you know, moms or grandmas were just like, you can do anything. You can do anything. And this mm-hmm. and this pressure, you know, the further back we go, the more it's really like, wow, they really just couldn't do like anything. Yeah. Right. I think about like my my grandma who was like one of she she wore pants, you know, like yeah. she, you know, she yeah. had a couple things. Um and then yeah, my mom like went to secretary school. She had two years of college, but like, you know, she knows shorthand and Went to yep. secretary school. It was like someone's secretary in New York City, you know. Um, yeah. And I totally understand that. Like, it's an interesting, I feel like it's an interesting line because I feel like the women before us are like, I would have died to have mm-hmm. the opportunities that you totally. have. And so from this perspective, you know, like, Gen X and even like I'm right on the cusp. I'm not like uh I'm right between. There's actually yep. some like six year period that's like that, like when the yeah. inter- like based on when the internet came out, like that's when I was born. So I'm like a Gen X meets a millennial, like in a okay. six year period. Um but just this <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think they're called Zennials. Oh. <laughs> There's some other like name. Yeah. Uh it's like 70s. 77 to like 82 some some zone right in there um but um so like it's really interesting because it's like I don't know at least for me it's like I feel like yes like give me all the opportunity but also 
stop staring at me like I have to make up for all this lost time. Right. That wasn't mine. You know, it's like, it's kind of like they're handing you their dreams that they didn't get to have. Right. I agree. You know, and I feel like that's part of what, where the, where this expectation of like, wow, like it's not just like, Heather, you can go be anything. And you're like, cool, that's great. I have a lot of opportunity. It's like, no, Heather, go be things for me, for all of us women, you know? And that's where it's like, wow, like I want to do that, but also I just am a person and I just like need to breathe and like find my way. Totally. Yeah. And, and figure it out. Um, what that is for you, you know, individually that is going to make you happy or, you know, and, and obviously that could be more than one thing and your course changes, but I feel like you're kind of thrown into it to a certain extent, or we, uh, you know, generalizing, we kind of in that um, generation kind of thrown into this expectation of, uh, going again, kind of having this path of you graduate from high school, you go to college, you work, then you get married. And then, you know, like all of that. And then, and again, both of those things have to be successful, you know, your family and your career. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I mean, for myself, I had a lot of amazing women in my family role models, you know, um, like my grandmother who made that comment to me, um, she was my, my dad's mom and she was always kind of the, uh, for her generation didn't have a typical story because she was married, um, divorced pretty quickly after, you know, in the, so that would have been probably like in the early fifties that she got divorced, which was not something oh, that wow. was common at all. Yeah. So for- huh? take that stand for herself and go through that and be a single mom, you know, during that, that time period. Um, So she, uh, she was a teacher back in New York and raised two boys. Um, And then she uh, remarried at some point, her husband then passed away. Um, and then she remarried. So for the third time, she, um, is the only grandfather that I knew, but, um, she, she, again, kind of talking about a strong woman who's been through a lot. I've had a lot of, you know, great, great role models Her being, you know, one that again has had different experiences from her. I would probably say a lot of her, you know, friends and in her, her generation, but kind of the again the expectation of knowing what you want to do out of high school is so huge when i look at my you know two daughters one's about to graduate from high school this year and just like when people ask her what do you want to do what do you want to do i i it's like i feel like there's so much again pressure on how the hell are they supposed to know when i looked back yeah. like i yeah. took again like i said i had a great career uh, experience in the, in the quote unquote corporate world and kind of my path there. But it all started because um, I had a, an uncle who was in finance and he was very successful. And I was like, well, that, that seems like a good path to go. You know, it's like, mm. 
you know, you're, uh, it sounds interesting. You know, you can make a good living. Um, I think I'll just, that sounds good. So that's kind of how I went and ended up, I wasn't in fine, didn't end up going into finance, but actually had in, found in school that I liked accounting better than finance. And so that was my major. And that's kind of just how things, how things rolled. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot like looking back and when, you know, kind of wondering had I really had some tools or um, ways to be thinking about life differently? Would would I have chosen something different? Maybe not. Uh, but at least I would have been able to kind of like, um, I don't know. It, 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 you know, you we, we all have our path, obviously. But it just, again, it can be, I think, overwhelming and how um, I'm assuming a lot of people may fall into what they do. Not everybody. Some people find I, of course, right out of the gate, they kind of know what they want to do. They, they know what they love, but I would say that's probably not the majority of people. I agree with you. And I agree with you more and more because this is a, I've heard this now several times, just talking to people on, just on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there's and I like I have a similar story, and my husband has a similar story, which is just like, you know, no one knew to give me these tools, or no one offered me this piece of advice, or told me that this one thing or variety of things were options, you know. Right. And so you just kind of like go th- go through, and I I think it's so I think, and I think there are a lot of people like in midlife who are like, why the hell was I not given these tools, you know? And then, so we're all kind of here, like, can I, can I start now? Like now that I have a tool, you know, like now that I know more, can we, can we normalize lots of starting over? Uh, Like starting something new now? Totally. And maybe that's just, maybe that is, the way of it too. I don't know, you know, like it's, but it is just so interesting to me. Like you said, I think most of my friends that I know have, um, as I'm thinking about it, probably most have uh, veered off of kind of where they initially started or they want to, where they're at. um, And uh, so again, maybe that's just kind of part of life. I don't know, but like you said, making it a little bit more normalized or it can happen at any time. Like that's, that's the sort of questions that I have because, you know, again, you're kind of set up to, like I say, my, my college roommates, um, one of my, and still one of my best friends, she will tell this story about how, when, when I first moved in there that I had like my, my 10 year plan and this and that and all of that. And none of the 10 year plan. <laughs> no, no. I had a couple things that came to fruition, but for the most part, at some point, the 10 year plan has started to kind of like go a little curvy versus more linear. And, but that was my idea coming out of school is I was going to, you know, again, kind of climb the corporate ladder and I wanted to be a partner in, in a public accounting firm. And like I told you at the beginning, beginning of my, where I left, I actually was, uh, uh, you know, kind of, uh, in a senior position at, in, in April. So, I mean, that's how 
you know, again, my career went. Um, but yeah, there's like, again, kind of at some point, you know, again, making that a little bit more normal and, you know, not having this expectation that, you know, you're, uh, you're in, and again, for some people, this might be their thing and that they've found it and that works for them, even maybe if it's not their thing, but like, if that's where you want to be for the rest of your life, that's great too. But I feel like there's more people that are, that's not kind of where, where they're going to land, if you will. Yeah. Kind of yeah. End of, totally. End yeah. Of- I didn't land. I've like, so I told you before we hit record that I've got 10 year old and a 13 year old daughters. Yeah. And it's just been recently, you know, I watch, you know, I watch people say, what do you want to be? You know, they have to, they have to fill it out in school. What do you want to be when you grow up? You're 10 years old. You want to decide right. what you want to be now. And it's, you know, we start asking kids in kindergarten, what do you want to be? And I've started, I've started having, my, it's literally been recently where I've been like, you know what, we're going to answer this question really differently. And mm-hmm. so my kid, she actually came home like two weeks ago. I took a photo of it and she had this, you know, just started school, this assignment, what do you want to be? And she wrote creative, funny, and kind. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that, yes. I was like, that is how we're going to answer that question. Because you can be those things in lots of different careers, with lots of different projects, in lots of different relationships. Like you can bring all of those things. Like they can be your through line, even if you're, even if like career-wise or job-wise or whatever, you're you look like you're bouncing all over the place, but that you can be like, do I get to do these things in the next step? Right. You know? And right. I, and I think that's like, I'm like, man, where was that? <laughs> like, where was something like that? You know? I love, love that because those are the sorts of qualities or characteristics again, as a, as who you are and who you, like what you bring to your different experiences, like you're, it's like, again, like even the questions, like, what do you want to do? It's like not doing it's being like, you know, you see that a lot mm-hmm. of things you around, like, you know, it's so yeah, I, I, I love kind of reframing that question to that people are thinking more like kids and are thinking more like that because I think if they have those, sort of thoughts that will lead them to the different experiences or things they may want to do, whether again, it's for a period of time, uh, you know, the rest of their quote unquote career. Um, I think that that would just broaden how we all think about kind of life. And that's like for my older daughter, you know, what I try to tell her is you have lots of years ahead. So, you know, you might start down, one path, but, you know, it's, you know, you can always go back to school or, you know, you might do something different, but I think ultimately, you know, uh, for both of my girls, I want them to, and I tell them, I always want you to find something that you love doing or, or, you know, um, mm-hmm. want to be doing. So that's kind of my, if people would ask me like, you know, what, it, what that is for you is for them to, uh, you know, for them to find that sooner in life than, you know, yeah. me <laughs> where I'm still yeah. kind of 
poking around for it. But I mean, I, and I love it because my, my older daughter, she has this interest in school. She took sports medicine. She loves it. So she has like this interest mm. in that. And that may be her, in the, you know, kind of her path and at least initially her trajectory into school and kind of where she takes that, you know, who knows, or that could shift, but doesn't mean she has to be like, oh, now you have to be a doctor or something. You know, that's, right. I think, where a lot of people go when they hear, oh, you know, she's, in, you know, a kid's interested in, again, something. It's like, oh, well, now they're going to be X, Y, Z. <laughs> they take it right. to the extreme, you know, of what it, yeah. what that looks like. Yeah. And I think too, like when we switch, you know, when we're on that path of like, this is what I said I'm going to do, right? Like, this is my job. This is my career. And then when we're like, this isn't right for me, it's, I feel like there's, at least for me, it felt like when I, when I, I'm not doing it all what I majored in. And so it's like, you know, when you're like, I'm switching, at least for me, there was kind of like some shame and embarrassment and being like, oh, now I'm, I don't know. Did I fail at that thing? Totally. You know? Yeah. No, I, I totally understand. I like I mentioned my degree and it was in accounting, my undergraduate, and then I stayed on to get at my mom's encouraging to continue to get uh, on to get my master's kind of right away instead of kind of going back, which the time made a lot of sense and you know glad I did. It was it only happened to be like an extra year of school because being an undergrad accounting major, I got my master's in tax. Um, and so it was just an additional year of school, which, you know, again in hindsight is not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And then I took some time I, I took a um uh like a period after I graduated from um the graduate program to do some traveling before I went to work, um, kind of in the fall after I graduated from school. But ne- then, like I said, my cr- a career varied into HR. And then, you know, I spent more time in HR, I think I did, than I did in accounting. <laughs> and it actually was pretty, con- I mean, it, it had a lot of skills that I could take from my accounting experience into HR but, you know, again, kind of not any, no, this was the last thing I kind of thought that I would be doing kind of when I ended my corporate career, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like you said, now kind of trying to figure out what that is for me next, I've still done some, you know, work in that, in that space, but um, I don't anticipate that's what it's going to end up being. And so, you know, it's like, oh, well, you had all this, you know, like your degrees and then your experience and now I'm doing, you know, ending up doing something totally different. Yeah. Which again, yeah. I, I loved your point of kind of normalizing that, if you will, not feeling judged or yeah. uh, ashamed of those sorts of changes in, in your life. Yeah. When you're like, what am I doing? What do I want to be yeah. doing? Not this. Yeah. <laughs> Not this. Yeah. Do I get a do-over? Yes. Everyone right. should get. Yes. So, yeah. okay. I'm going to go into, um, I'm going to go into like these kind of final questions because I wasn't okay. doing them before and I want to see how they, you're my experiment, Heather, yeah. <laughs> for how these go. Okay. So for the podcast, so this is, well, this, we'll start with one I've been asking everyone, which is, so 
I would love to have you on in six months. The email like, you know, said that because I would love to just catch up. What like no matter what the story is, like it doesn't. There's no expectation for where you will be in six months at all. So, but saying you know in that where like so six months will be um, early March. So where would you like to be? Like what would you what would you like to come on and have your story be at that point? If I were to look ahead six months, my if I were to come back and we were to have another conversation, I think that I feel like wait before you answer, I feel like you're going to be good at this because of your ten year plan. <laughs> I feel like you you're see like, what happened to the ten year plan, right now. <laughs> <laughs> or I told you what happened didn't all didn't all pan out the way it was planned. Yes. Um, I would love to be able to have at least five of my uh, podcast interviews done, my name finalized, which I think we did earlier, uh, the, you know, the cover art and all of that and, and be well into uh, the first season and ready to launch, if not launched already. Awesome. I love it. Okay. Okay. So here are my new questions. So what, what in your life, circumstances, you know, how you work, whatever it is, what in your life do you feel like exists right now to support you in this? I have, again, really good base of uh, friends that I've bounced this off of who have been super supportive and encouraging to get this going with the idea. Um, my The resource I mentioned to you, um, who I'd reached out to, he's super encouraging to just go for it. And, you know, I think that I have the space and the time to be able to uh really put against that. I think <clears throat> what's, you know, again, probably the holding back is me. <laughs> so I feel so like that was my next. Of- yeah, that was yeah. my next question. What would be, so you've got a lot of good support. I mean, you've got, so I'm assuming your friend base could inc- not only encouragement, but possible guests and listeners. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then your podcast friend to kind of give you a little bit ins and outs, tips and tricks. Yep. Right. And then you have the space and the time. Like, this is like a beautiful setup. I know. I know. Okay. So, so what currently might hold you back? Yeah. I mean, like I kind of ended that with knowing a lot of fear uh, and myself holding back, you know, even, I even had this inkling to um, reschedule our call. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, what am what am I doing? Who am I? Like all of those kind of thoughts. And um, so, yeah, I think that's the, really the biggest thing is like, again, those thoughts of, you know, and you hear this again from different people. Wait, so, you know, what do I, who cares what I have to say, or this is dumb or you know, all of those things that crop in that just kind of put other things. So while I say I have space and time, then I always have something else that can kind of fill that. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, again, that that aspect and that self sabotage, I think, is uh, you know going to be the the biggest test. Do you have Do you have anything in place that can help when you get in that mode? 
I have just been trying to be a little more mindful of it. You know, again, kind of going back to my even just uh, like the thought in my head, maybe I should just reschedule with Liza, like mm-hmm. in a different time. Um, with, you know, eight o'clock, I, you know, my kids are out the door. You know, like I told you when we first spoke, uh, it's uh-huh. just going to work. Um, so, but I've been more mindful of that sort of self-sabotage thinking and trying to just push forward and push through it and just be like, why not? Why not? Why not? Yes. Why not? I love it. I don't know if it makes you feel any better. I always want to reschedule. Like everything all the time. I'm always like, but I don't, I like maybe, maybe they'll cancel. Maybe I'll can't. And then... (laughs) And then like I get on and I'm like, no, this is great. Or even like, even if I do like a photo shoot, cause I do um, brand photography and stuff. So I'm always like, maybe they'll reschedule. And then I go and I'm like, that was great. <laughs> There's always like this, maybe I'll just reschedule like initially. So totally. I I, I'm so glad that I have someone to relate to on that. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, such yes. a natural, well, again, it just kind of flows through my head and like, like you said, most of the time I push it off and keep going, you know, some, and then when the times that I have maybe, you know, different circumstances done that, then I'm like, oh, why did I do that? I should have just done that or, you yes. know, yeah. So yes. are you, <laughs> do you read, are you a reader or not really? I do kind of have spurts of like reading a lot and then, you know, nod and then reading again. So yeah. Ooh. I do like to read. If you're a reader, if you're if you're if you feel like it, or if you're a listener, there's a book called Playing Big. Okay. By Tara Moore. Tara M O H R is her last name, Tara Moore. And it's like, I think you would love it, especially because a lot of her coaching background comes from the corporate world. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And it's just it's really just how women play small despite our big ideas and our like ideas that would really reach people and reach people's hearts and do like really wonderful things. And, you know, in your case, I just think give, give women of your generation, like a voice and a place to be heard and a place to reminisce and laugh and talk about those taboo subjects. Like what a beautiful space. Like, even if they're not a guest, like what a beautiful space to just drive around in your car and just be like, thank you for saying this for me. Yeah. I think a yeah. lot of women would really have that reaction to whether it's like, thank you for this laugh today. Thank you for making me feel like the, my reminiscing is not me being old, you know, like yeah. it's just joyful. And yeah. I, I really think a lot of women would be like, thank you for Femex. Um, and so Tara's book is, it's really just like, all the things that get stuck and these like exercises to get out. And, and I really kind of like it because it's not like, because of, because a lot of it was her working with corporate women and their ideas in the corporate world. It's just got this Mm -hmm. really like practical side to all of it. Um, I love it. I think every, I think it should be like a must read for the female, just the female race. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, that's my little like, suggestion okay. Thank you. as like Thank a support you. you're like support book as you go through <laughs> yeah yeah no I appreciate that and uh, yeah and another thing I 
do listen to um, Mel Robbins podcasts. And so there's one she did just a couple, actually just happened to be a couple days ago and I'm playing it on repeat because it's, it's, uh, I can't remember the exact title, but it was just, like I said, came out a couple days ago if you do listen to her and it's just about kind of pushing through, you know, again, kind of these uh, roadblocks and imposter syndrome and things like that, that just I've been on my walks the last few days and I just keep playing it even yes. <laughs> you know, just kind of like okay here's my so here's my here's my thought on imposter syndrome I think imposter syndrome ready we're gonna get like a little bit a little bit like over here for a sec I think imposter <laughs> system imposter <laughs> system syndrome is made up by the patriarchy to mm-hmm. like just you know the general idea of like patriarchy right um yeah. to keep us playing small mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because like, because it it's a lot easier and a lot more socially acceptable for us to be like, I don't know. I have imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Then it is yeah. to be like, actually I have a shit ton to say and I'm going to go nail it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like which one is the more like approachable feminine, like reaction, right. like, Oh honey, that's okay. You know? I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, yes, it's real. But I also think it's like, I think we've all just been like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just have imposter syndrome. And, and like, and then it's like, oh, good. Okay. Look at all these people not having imposter syndrome. We don't have to deal with them like rising up and doing beautiful things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I think about imposter syndrome. Yeah. I I know. I I think that's a, a great view of it. And I don't love the term. Like, I feel like it's kind of overused for a little bit. In, but I yeah, mean, the, obviously, yes, the totally. concept, I mean, I understand the concept or kind of underlying uh, feelings yes. behind it. But yeah. Uh, I guess there had to be something to describe it. <laughs> so that's kind of what's been used. But yes, I guess yes. you know, keeping, keeping your voices down or small or, over time, it's just kind of a learned thing, you know, like I, I don't, I don't know that I think that like our kids and daughters in particular will be as much like that. Like, I don't see that in my my girls at all. And I certainly don't, I mean, of course, being a parent, there's certain things you have to kind of tamper like, or, or, you know, kind of temper down. But, um, you know, I try for the most part to let them kind of speak be themselves and, you know, kind of speak what they think and all of that, which I think again, over time that coming from, again, my, our grandmother's generations to our mothers to us, that's just kind of like, it's gotten better, like where we probably are, but I think there's, yeah, like you said, maybe an overarching um, patriarchy kind of that over time that wasn't, you know, all, you know, our grandmother's very, you know, probably reserved about speaking up, especially, you know, yeah, more, you know, out in the world, so to speak. And yeah, that's again, kind of shifted, but it still lingers kind of, I think in a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's like become this like ingrained thing a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think, I don't know. I think you just regularly remind yourself that this idea is awesome. And like you you would listen to it and like you would listen to it. Like, that's always my thing. Like, I'm always like, surely like 
if I'm interested, I can't be the only one interested, right? Like I yeah. can't be the only one who would That's my love whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I think, well, yes. Well, and you've got a lot of support. Yes. Yeah. I'm, kind of like I'm rooting some- for you. Thank you. Thank you. My intro is kind of like the idea. If you think about going out to dinner to catch up with your, you know, with your bestie or one of your besties or whatever, it's kind of like that Mm. sort of those topics that you would have conversations on. Um, Again, kind of anything goes with your, those sorts of conversations that you might have, you know, at a catch up dinner with a friend. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you, Heather. I think you need to do it. Do it. Do it soon. <laughs> to get it out there. Just go. <laughs> yeah. I like I mean I, I really could just see a lot. Like go ahead. Said, I think we, yeah, lots that could come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I wouldn't worry about like running out of stuff. Like, even if you just keep rolling over some things every once in a while, it's like, of course, you know, it's still different people, different experiences, different perspectives. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I love your, ti- and I love your title. Thank <laughs> I like you. super, I'm like, I like mine is nothing. I'm like, man, you came up with, I'm kind of envious of like how sharp and succinct it is. I'm like, oh, that's so great. I just feel like whenever I see names like that, I'm like, that's so good. It's just one thing and it just says it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. you, you helped kind of bring that to light actually. And just kind of talking about it. And, and like I said, having that same thought as I was saying it and you heard it was like, well, maybe it just needs to be simple and sharp like that. And uh, gets, gets yeah. it across. It also makes me think of like TEDx, right? Mm-hmm. Like a TEDx talk. Yes. Yeah, totally. So it kind of has a little, like, yeah, like, so, so you have like a little bit, at least me, I have like a little bit of like a mental connection, like, oh, this is probably also going to be great talks because, because somewhere in my brain, I hear that like TEDx, Bema is like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't it's even, like psychologically. I didn't, <laughs> totally. I did not even make that connection. Um, but it's, yeah, that's, that's um, a cool way to think about it too. My, um, <clears throat> I'm not, I, I know of TEDx and I've listened to a couple talks, but I don't listen. That's when, you know, I haven't really delved into a lot of listening to that particular, um, you know, medium, but uh, yeah, that, that is, does I don't need really. That. Okay. Yeah. But it, <laughs> I just know it. It. it still kind of connects. <laughs> yeah. Even not yeah, yeah, yeah. Listener. So that's cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With like a little tagline. I mean, you know, play like play around. You ask your community, see what works. But I definitely like that piece in there. I think thank it's awesome. You. Thank you. Heather, thank you so much. You've been a delight. And uh, I'm really excited for you. And I'm excited for other women of Gen X who would get to experience um, this gift that I think you would really offer them. I appreciate that so much. Thank you again for providing the opportunity to be able to talk about it and, uh, you know, loving your ideas as well for your podcast, wishing you the best and seeing you in a few months. Awesome. Thanks, Heather. Thank you so much for listening. This is the fifth episode in the So You Want to Start a Podcast series out of 
10 episodes. I would love to know if you are enjoying this series because if you are, we can always do more. I'm very much enjoying these interviews and I want to know if they are speaking to you as well. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Liza Hippler and let me know your thoughts. And as always, friends, create beautifully.